This is episode 417 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, How to Develop Your Situational Awareness, Lessons from the Intelligence Service. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. If you'd like to get some more information, click on the link in the show notes or come on over to the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, before we get started, I want to share that I did release another episode or another edition, not really an episode, an edition of the Weekly Watchman. And so for those of you that don't know what that is, um, every week or every weekend, uh, many prophecy teachers that are out there, Bible prophecy teachers, they release videos and prophecy updates usually a Sunday morning or, you know, on the weekend sometime, sometimes even on Monday. And a lot of the times, of course, it's going to be tied to the Bible. It's going to more than likely going to be tied to the Middle East. But one of the benefits to it is that they talk about current events. And a lot of the times the current events that they're bringing up are current events that are not talked about in the mainstream media. And a lot of the times really um, the... uh, if they're even brought up in alternative news, it's not brought up with the assessment or the analysis that they have. And so I think it's very beneficial to watch these prophecy updates, not from not only from a biblical perspective, you know, wanting to know what is going on and how some of the things that are going on in the Middle East do apply to Bible prophecy, but just the fact that there is current event information in here that you're not going to hear anywhere else. And so if you are, uh, if you're wanting to get a little bit more information, for instance, on news that you're not hearing, uh, this week when you go to um, edthatmatters.com, I have the link in the show notes so you can go over there. Uh, I have uh, a couple of different, actually about six different videos, but the ones that I'm going to point you to are usually the, the ones at the top are the ones that I would, you know, if you don't watch all of them, I would recommend at least hitting those. John Haller's prophecy update is important. And then also Jacob Prash's updates are very good. And, uh, you know, he comes at it from a, from a bunch of different perspectives. Jacob spends a lot of time in the United States. He lives in England and he's also lived in Jerusalem or in Israel. And so he's, you know, he even has family over in Israel still. And so, you know, he's got those perspectives there and he's able to talk to things that are specifically happening over there in Israel. And so one of the things that you're not really hearing about lately is the the heat between Russia and Israel and how bad that is. Now that is biblical, that is prof- prophetic, um, that's in the scripture. And uh, I've said it before, up until October 2015, a lot of people didn't you know, recognize, hey, wh- how in the world does Russia come into play? Because Russia always was supposed to be a player and they, they never were. They're, they weren't in the Middle East. But then you know, October 2015 comes around and they start bombing in Syria. And then Russia has been there ever since. 
So there's a lot more to it than that. He goes into some of the history behind some of the wars in Israel, between Israel and even you know, where Russia was involved, and how that there's still some bad blood there. Um, although they're on some friendly terms, they're on, you know, they, they have dialogue back and forth and there's some mutual agreements and things like that, but there's still the memory of things that have happened in the past. And I'm talking about things like in the 60s and the 70s, things that have happened that are still there. So there is, I was very fascinated by uh, that prophecy update by Jacob Prash. And then there's just a lot of other great stuff in here. So I'm going to link to it in the show notes. If you're interested, you can go over and, and click on it. If you are someone that listens to podcasts, which apparently you are because you're listening to this one, um, I listen to these videos while I'm driving. And so I just click on YouTube and boom, it goes. I don't necessarily watch it, of course, because I'm driving or I'm whatever I'm doing, but I listen to them, like especially when I'm getting ready in the morning. And so there's just a lot of information there. So, uh, you know, I'll, I recommend that you go check those out just for the current event, uh, just for the current event information. I think it's really, really good. All right. So our article of the podcast comes to us from survivalpedia.com. And the article is entitled How to Develop Your Situational Awareness Lessons from the Intelligence Service. And so this really isn't so much uh, talking about situational awareness. Um, it's more about your mindset. And so I think it's valuable. It's more like he says here in the article starting out, it's more philosophical, but I think it brings up some good points and some things that hopefully I can uh, lend some commentary to as well. So let's go ahead and start. A friend of ours asked recently on Survivalpedia's official Facebook page, how do you guard yourself against the deterioration of morale during an extremely challenging ordeal? My answer is pretty simple. Until morale improves, the beatings will continue. So jokes aside, today's article is a little bit more philosophical. Bear with me, I'm having a good day and I'll try to share a few interesting thoughts with my regular readers if I have one. Firstly, what is prepping after all? It's just a punchline, a marketing logo, or is it more than that? If you ask me, prepping is much more than stashing gear and stockpiling food and whatnot. Preparedness as a state of mind means that you must change your perception about the world. You know nobody can be told what the matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. Take the blue pill, i.e. keep reading. The problem with our modern brave new world society is that people tend to be lured into having a fake sense of prosperity and or security, which truth be told is provided by multiple factors, including our highly advanced or technologically speaking society, the uber protective nanny state and the snowflake like society, you know, safe spaces, sensitivity training, all that crap. There's an old saying which reads something along the lines of hard times create hard men, hard men create prosperous times, prosperous times create weak men, weak men create hard times. The cycle rinses and repeats ad nauseum as we never seem to learn from past mistakes. It's just basic human nature, I guess. Getting back to our topic, a prepper state of mind is not pessimistic, not by a long shot. Our contraire, preppers seek and hopefully achieve peace of mind and situational awareness through superior firepower, if you know what I mean. 
And I'm not referring to guns and lots of guns, but to that sense of personal freedom, security, and self-reliance a man can achieve in this life by learning all sorts of survival skills. In my book, skills are more important than gear. Omnia mea macum porto means that knowledge trumps everything else, as in it's the ultimate power in the universe. As you can imagine, I am not a follower of that saying, he who dies with the most toys wins. What makes a prepper different from the average Joe is the lifestyle and the mindset. A prepper can be regarded as an independent thinker, a free man on the land, making his own decisions and not expecting a helping hand from the government. While prepping is serious business, I'm not downplaying stockpiling, far from it. I am aware of the fact that I'm not Rambo, neither are you, and skills are way more important than gear. Having a plan, your own plan, to suit your personal needs is the cornerstone of prepping. Also, knowing the difference between reading a survival book and actually doing something meaningful in real life, like learning how to hunt or fish, dress game, make a fire in the wild, etc., will get you closer to that prepper state of mind I'm talking about. Now, saving can be defined as prepping in its purest form, provided we're talking about a belief system or a mental tool. The point is, one must carefully analyze every decision that he or she makes in order to fully comprehend all the ramification of one's actions, especially regarding a potential survival scenario. That is, learn to concentrate only on the essential items for survival in an SHTF situation. If you have a saver's mindset, that means you're a prepper in everyday life. And obviously, a saving type of personality is crucial when it comes to any survival scenario. If you can live on your own stash and or by using survival skills for as long as possible, and if you can live on the least without complaining much, then you'll be capable not only to survive, but to thrive. And you can call yourself a prepper, my son. So <laughs> It's kind of funny. I'm thinking grasshopper here, right? All right, so be aware of what's going on in the world, about the global economy, financial systems, prioritize. Remember the rules of three. You can survive for three weeks without food, for three days without water, and three minutes without air to breathe. You know, going back to talking about being aware of the global economy and what's going on in, in the world and all that type of stuff. I forgot to mention this, going back to the prophecy updates and the current events. You know, one of the things that we've been bombarded with here in the United States is the Kavanaugh thing. And uh, as I was reading today during lunch, I was reading Martin Armstrong and he was saying that um, he thinks and he was not saying like his computer was kind of pinpointing this or whatever. But he was saying he believes that this issue with Kavanaugh and the way that this is going down is is the beginning of the decline of the United States. Now, He's saying that a lot of other uh, countries are going to be declining faster than us. Definitely, he says, Europe will be collapsing before the United States will. And because the United States is seen as uh, a country that has more prosperity, people are going to be sending um, money. Money will be leaving Europe and coming to America. So we will be propped up a little bit longer but nevertheless, being pay, you're paying attention to the world and the economy. So if you start seeing Europe crumbling 
man, that should send, you know, kind of uh, red sirens going off in your head, right? That should that should send all those kinds of signs there and uh, for you to really be paying attention because um, again, Martin Armstrong has been talking about it. We're keeping our eyes open. We we know some of these things. And so, you know, it's one of those things to stay aware. So um, just reading that again here in this article kind of triggered that to bring that back to uh, to memory. All right, continuing on. One of the most important things a prepper should achieve is situational awareness. This means that you must be aware at all times about what's going on around you. In order to learn this power, you must train both your eyes and your mind, so you'll be able to instantly identify all the small yet crucial details in a given situation while anticipating people's reactions and assessing potential threats in various scenarios. I know it sounds complicated, and maybe it is, but that's the discipline. My motto is, the best way to win a violent confrontation is to avoid it. Hence, start practicing reading body language. Speaking of reading body language, the best way to start learning this skill is by reading your coworkers or colleagues' reactions. More precisely, try to analyze how their pitch of voice, posture, and their facial expressions tend to change when they're hungry or tired or excited and so on and so forth. You must study these aspects on people that you know well because they are generally true when trying to read people you don't know. Observe how people in love are reacting but also watch people arguing. Learn what the body language says about their state of mind in good and bad situations. You must concentrate particularly over the eyes movements and the movement of the skin around the eyes because that old saying, the eyes are the windows to the soul, is correct. Well, most of the times. Now, prepping is like eating an elephant, one bite at a time. Learn new things. Don't be afraid of what you don't know yet. Be open to new ideas, make new friends, expand your horizons. You can always learn new skills and acquire them with practice. The golden rule is to be tough as nails or as close to that as humanly possible. Don't get me wrong though, by being tough, I don't necessarily mean having a high tolerance for pain or being strong as a bull, physically speaking. I'm talking about toughness in the old school way. That is, a true prepper should be able to withstand harsh environments without whining and without losing his or her survival abilities. Basically, you should be able to remain functional and to perform well when you're in a tight spot and you don't benefit from all the comfort and luxuries of our still-functioning modern society. I mean, boot camp toughness, like fasting on Fridays, going hiking or running when it's snow or cold or rainy or miserable outside, getting up early on the weekends and working outside, like chopping wood, for example, even if you have a cold. Seek discipline and find your freedom, like try not to talk at work, for example, unless someone asks you a direct question. Get tough using incremental steps, as in start with being uncomfortable when it comes to little things in life. Don't use the AC in the car during summer or heating in the winter. Okay, so that's just... I'm just going to tell you that's crazy talk in Houston <laughs> when the temperatures can be like 120 degrees in the summertime without the AC. All right. And so and go on from there. Choose the hard way when doing physical activity. Stop being lazy. Don't get distracted. Don't get spoiled. So I think one of the other things here where I would add is not so much the toughness as in the physical aspect of it, but the mental toughness. I think that's probably going to be a little bit more 
important because you can build your strength up. You can build your discipline up like he's talking about. But the mental toughness, I think, is important. Being able to handle stress. Like, how do you handle stress right now? If you were in a financial crunch right now or if someone was sick right now, if if work became uh, just there was just so much work that it was just being thrown at you. Like, how do you handle that? Are you able to manage that and move on and push through? Are you able to handle that mentally without stressing out and breaking down and freaking out and having to go and, and, uh, you know, I don't know, down a six pack of beer every night or whatever. Are you able to, to get through that? I think that is very important in preparedness, in a preparedness mindset, in a survival situation. So uh, that's my uh, added two cents right here. So continuing on, you know that don't be negative saying, which has become almost a stupid cliche due to overuse by flower power types. However, it holds true for survival and also goes to a prepper's mindset. When it comes to survival via situational awareness, one should be a part of the solution, not part of the problem. Hence, don't try to criticize everything nor be negative all the time. When working out, choose dumbbells over machines, walk instead of drive to work, run outside in the park instead of mimicking a hamster on a treadmill indoors. Basically, always choose the harder, the more natural path, adversity over comfort, and so forth and so on. All these things will help you a lot in achieving that prepper mindset I'm talking about, and by extension, situational awareness in every aspect of one's life, 24-7, 365. If you think I'm exaggerating with this be tough mantra, just think about how your life would be after the worst case scenario SHTF moment. Yes, it will be way beyond difficult. Trust me on that. In closing, let me give you my usual words of wisdom. Routine prepping is not about the destination. It's about the journey. And the proper state of mind of a prepper is that whatever may come my way someday, I'll be able not only to barely survive it, but to thrive. I hope this article helped. If you have other ideas or comments, feel free to use the dedicated section below. So there are a few comments down here that you can come. If you are interested, you can come and be a part of this. Like always, I'm going to link to this article in the show notes. And so you can come and, uh, you know, you know, interact with uh, the community over at Survivalpedia. So how do you feel about this? I mean, are, do you feel like you are gaining that prepper mindset? Now, I know that there's a lot of new listeners. There's new people coming to the podcast. You're finding us on iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn or any of the other podcast networks out there, right? And so for whatever reason, there's something that popped up in a search and uh, you, you've come to Prepper website or to the Prepper website podcast and you're listening. And so maybe you're not even familiar with preparedness and you're just kind of like, okay, what is this about? Maybe you've been listening for a few episodes, but preparedness is like what he was talking about here. It is a mindset that allows you to, hey, it could be it could be one of those things like, like like a gimmick, right? It could be looked at as it's just prepping as a term, and you'll you'll see this a lot a lot of times in articles. Is prepping is just a term that our ancestors used to? I mean, it was their everyday life, right? They prepared for what was coming in the future. And it wasn't necessarily always bad, but they they knew winter was coming, right? Quote unquote, winter was coming, and so they had to prepare for that. 
And so they knew that, you know, there wasn't 24-7 Walmarts. There wasn't, you know, where you could go to the store and order anything you ever wanted or go to just from the comfort of your own home order something from Amazon and it would be there two days right at your door. They didn't have that. They had to prepare. And so now we get into our modern day of life and we call, you know, the what they did preparedness and people, you know, make fun of that and stuff like that because they can't ever foresee a time when there's not going to be a 24-7 Walmart, when there's not going to be an Amazon. But you don't have to look very far to see that, the world is very fragile. And even if we're not talking about the big one, right? If we're not talking about big cataclysmic, you know, zombie apocalypse, you know, cats and dogs and, and, you know, all that living together and all that kind of stuff. If we're just talking about, you know, natural disasters that happen that, that shake up your world, you want to be prepared for that. You know, being down here in the Houston area, we get hurricanes from time to time, and we've learned our lesson over the years is to, you know, when when the hurricane is in the Gulf, if you haven't gone, you know, to the store way before that and prepared, then you're going to be too late because people people start going to the stores sooner and sooner now, it just seems like. And they, they, they raid everything, right? It's like they, they take all the flashlight batteries, they take all the bread, all the, the water, all that kind of stuff. And if you're not prepared or if you just, you know, you think, okay, well, I'm going to go to the store before the storm, you're not going to find anything. And so it pays to be prepared. And, and think about all the other things there, you know, the, all the other possible things that could happen, a blizzard, and you get locked into your home for a couple of days. What if you were like some people up north, some of you that are listening, you, you know, you've experienced this where you have been in a blizz, blizzard situation and you haven't been able to get out of your house for maybe more than a week. Could Do you have the things in your home to be able to survive? And what if you were in that blizzard situation and for whatever reason, the electricity went uh, off or the heat went out or your furnace, something happened to your furnace, which you're not allowed, you're able to use it because it could be dangerous and you can burn down your house. Do you have ways to keep yourself warm in your home or are they going to come find you after winter, you know, winter is over and find, you know, frozen bodies all in the house? So preparedness just makes sense. And so when we talk about preparedness as a journey, you're not preparing for 2012 or or Y2K or, you know, for the next, you know, uh, apocalypse for, you know, whatever some internet person or whatever they say, you're preparing because the world is fragile and there's so many things that can happen. And so there's the big things that can happen. There are the smaller, you know, natural disasters localized. And then you can have your own personal SHTF moment. You could lose your job and might not be able to find a job for a couple of months. There's been plenty of articles throughout the years that I have posted on Prepper website where people were in that same situation. They lost their job and they were able and they, you know they were able to find little odd jobs to be able to pay the utilities and stuff like that. But they were able to live off of their food storage and that's what kept them from going under, right? And so how how powerful would that be if you were there in that situation and you have a family, you have young kids that are counting on you and they're looking at you and like, hey, how are we going to get through this? And you're 
you're like, we've got this. We got food. We can eat. We're good, you know, as opposed to having to hear your small child say, mommy, daddy, I'm hungry. You know, you you never want to be in that situation. So that's why we prepare. And that's why we have this, uh, you know, this preparedness mindset inside of us because we are able to see that the world is fragile and uh, we want to do our part to be able to mitigate that. So again, again, guys, like I said, this is over at Survivalpedia. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. You can come check out the article and you can read some of the comments. All right. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 417. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. You can head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.